welcome to Always an Escrow. This is Serena Appel, and I'd like to welcome Colby Burchin, my co-host. Hello, Colby. Hey, Serena. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm feeling very healthful today. And that is because we are speaking with Jeff Levine, the co-founder of Raw Juice, the hottest cold-pressed raw juice bar in South Florida. Welcome to the show, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I love the big smiles that everyone's got today, putting me in a good mood. I'm super excited, Serena. First of all, tell I know, Serena, you have a story back in the day that kind of like leads up to this whole podcast, with especially with Jeff. So tell our audience about it. I have a deep love of juicing, Jeff, and that I'd like to share with you in the audience. Yes, um, I happen to have brought my own juicer with me to college, to my college dorm. So I was already juicing in high school, and then I brought with me my my own juicer. I knew the benefits. I knew how great it made me feel. Was that last uh, year? Yeah, it was just a year ago. And um, I I had it in my dorm. I kept it in my dorm. I would have to wash it out. It was pretty tedious, but I kept up juicing for many years. Um, and because of you, I'm really inspired to bring it back. And I can't wait to jump right in and talk about all of the innovation that you're up to and um, how we can bring this to all of our listeners. Fantastic. So, Jeff, I'm going to just start... Um, Tell us about the origins of raw juice. How how did it all start? You know, what inspired you to start a health you know focused business like raw juice? So great question, Colby. So I've been in the restaurant business for about thirty five years. I started um, right out of college in New York City. I opened my first restaurant in uh, nineteen ninety, a place called Brother Jimmy's Barbecue, which is a pretty well known uh, bar restaurant in New York City, and I kind of started a few other concepts and worked my way down south uh, to Boca Raton. And I've been here for 23 years. And prior to Raw Juice, I had a chain of healthy salad restaurants called Salad Creations, which we had franchised and been to um, over 70 locations worldwide and was running that business for a bunch of years. And um a neighbor of mine, I, I lived down in a, in a place called Woodfield, a neighbor of mine who was a very healthy guy that used to walk the loop every day. There's a big loop, like a, like a three mile loop here at Woodfield. And he used to walk the loop every day for hours. He was a like semi retired, uh, Wall Street guy and he'd be on the phone, you know, trading stocks or doing whatever he was doing, just walk and walk and walk. He was telling me that he had thyroid cancer and he was undergoing, you know, traditional treatment and he really was just miserable and didn't feel good and very lethargic and didn't want to walk, et cetera. And he, as, as I got to know him, he had met a holistic health coach that, and listen, his name was Barry. He said, listen, Barry, you need to try a completely new diet. Let me put you on a new diet for 30 days and see how you feel in 30 days. And the diet she put him on was a organic cold pressed juicing diet and fruits and vegetables. That's all he ate for 30 days. He went out and bought a Norwalk press juice presser, which is at the time was like 2,500 bucks. It's like a big juicer that made a ton of mess. And he'd go to Whole Foods and buy all organic produce. And he didn't care 
what it tasted like. He would just buy like the greenest stuff and, and sit there and just juice it in his, in his kitchen and he would drink it. And, um, 30 days later, he felt like a different person. And he went to his doctor and his doctor said, took his blood and said, look, whatever you're doing, keep doing. Cause his blood work was getting better. He was getting energy. He started walking again and it changed his life. And he completely credited his beating cancer with the fact that he changed his diet to an organic cold pressed juicing and fruits and vegetables diet. So now he comes to me because I'm in the restaurant business and he says, we need to do something with this cold pressed juicing. He's like, this is, this is the most amazing stuff in the world. And I didn't really know anything about organic foods at the time nor did, or anything about cold pressed juicing other than when I'd go to his house because he would tell me to come over and I'd see him with the juicer and making a mess everywhere. And he'd hand me a green juice and say, try this. And I'd smell it. And I'm like, I'm not trying this. This smells so nasty. Like I can't even drink this. He's like, no, you don't understand. It's not the way it tastes. It's the way it makes you feel. And he had like veins popping out of his neck and his head. And he was like, so passionate about it. And I'm like, I'm like, Barry, you don't understand. I'm like, it's not about necessarily about the way it makes you feel. I go, it's got to taste great for people to buy it. I said, I got no interest in trying to sell something that tastes horrendous. So that was kind of our conversations in my first introduction to uh, cold pressed juicing. And I kind of brushed it aside, whatever I was busy running my salad creations concept. And I kept running into Barry at different events, whether it be basketball, because we had kids that played basketball. I'd see him at the basketball gym or in the neighborhood, or he'd just show up at my house with like a juice. And this went on for like a year, year and a half. And I just still didn't really get it, to be honest with you. And then one day I read an article about Starbucks bought a company in Seattle, Washington called Evolution Fresh for like $25 million. They had one location and they had like some distribution in Whole Foods. When I read that article, I was like, well, Starbucks is a pretty smart group of guys. You know, why are they buying this one location, you know, a cold pressed juice bar for 25 million bucks? So I, I went, got on a plane, went out to Seattle and I sat inside Evolution Fresh for two days. And what I saw just blew me away. I saw people walking in, getting three, four juices at a time. Ten, at the time, it was like 10, 11 bucks a juice. And I'm saying, wow, these people are spending 40, 50 bucks. You know, I'm selling salads at, you know, 10 bucks a salad. And I'm selling one salad per person. And basically, I'm selling salads from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock at lunchtime. And this place was just steady from eight in the morning till, you know, six at night. And the other thing I did was I sat there and I, I would ask people as they walked in, I said, well, you know, why do you come here? And they would say, oh, you know, I, I had uh, cancer and this made me feel better or I have you know, heart issues or I don't feel well, whatever it was. And I was sitting there going, thinking to myself, like, this is crazy. Like, why should people have to wait until they don't feel well or they're sick to put things in their body that are obviously making them feel better, that are good for you? Um, and I came back to Florida and I sat down with Barry and I said, Barry, I, I understand it now. I said, I can do this. I can do it better than they're doing it. I can make the product taste great. I said, you got to let me handle what I handle, which is the branding and the location and creating the product. I said, and you be, your story's amazing. You'll be, you know, kind of the face of the brand. And hence we, uh, so he started his journey in 2009 with his diagnosis and we opened the first location in uh, Boca off of Glades Road in October of 2013. And it was a, it's a small space, about 1,200 square feet. 
And we had put a budget together and said, if we could do like $800,000 in revenue, we have something that could be, that we could grow that could be really good here. And the first year we were open, we did about $2.2 million in business. And the next year we did like $2.6 million. And we just knew we were on something. There was unbelievable demand for the product that we had created. So I ended up selling the salad business so that we could focus on growing this company. And we opened two, we, we did for the first three years, we just focused on the first store and learning the business because it really was a unique and different kind of restaurant business. You know, we were, we were pressing our own juice, everything. We were a hundred percent organic, which created some really interesting um, challenges, especially in the beginning. Um, and, it just, we, we wanted to learn it before we grew it. So we just took two and a half years to learn it. Then we opened two more stores in the third, third year and towards the end of the third year. And we wanted to get proof of concept. We didn't know if it was a fluke, you know, the fact that we opened one and did great. We opened a store up in PGA and a store in East Boca and both, you know, just hit it out of the park. And at that point, we kind of knew we had something special. Boom. I'm so inspired. <laughs> Sounds delicious. It's such a, it's a, it's an amazing success story. It, it, we're very lucky. I think part of it was being in the right place at the right time. You know, people were changing their, their eating habits. I think it was a very underserved market here in South Florida. There was only, at the, you know, as we opened, there was only like one other cold pressed juice bar in Miami. There was nothing up this way and people just ate it up literally. <laughs> I remember that because I spent a lot of time, you know, growing up and I was seeking out healthful options, um, you know, when I would go down to South Florida and even even in New York, even in New York City, you know, it would be like one juice place to go to and you'd have to go to the back of a health food store and and order it. And and now, oh, the landscape has has definitely changed. It has changed a lot. You're definitely at the front line. So how do you source your ingredients and ensure they're high quality? And will you walk us through your menu and some of the most popular items? So sure. Let's talk about sourcing because that's a real interesting story. So again, coming from the traditional restaurant business, um, sourcing was never really an issue, right? If you, if you, we sold chicken wings at um, Lulu's Bait Shack, we were able to make a contract with Tyson's for X amount of chicken wings. We locked in our price for the year and we knew we were going to get delivered, you know, that amount of chicken wings for the year and at that price. So when we first opened Raw Juice, one of the biggest challenges we had was because we were 100% organic, we would not bend on that. We would order, I'm just going to give an example, um, 200 pounds of gala apples, organic gala apples to be delivered on you know, on, we'd order it Monday to be delivered on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, the guy would show up with 50 pounds of organic gala apples and the price went up 30% from what he had told us it was going to be. And we said, you know, hey, what's, where's the other 50 pounds and why does the price change? And he'd say, this is all I could get you, you know, take it or leave it. I got 10 other guys that'll take them off your hands if you don't want them. It just created like a huge issue for us because we needed 100 pounds to be able to juice the amount of juice that we needed to make that based on what we were selling. So pretty quickly on, we, we knew there was like an issue there. So we said, if we're going to grow this business, we've got to be able to control the supply chain of the organic fruits and vegetables. So we had a vendor who was a, who had a, or a small organic 
distribution company. And he got into the organic business here in South Florida. And we were buying stuff from him. And he'd always come in with like a little better pricing than the, what they would call the bigger guys back then. But there really were no bigger guys. Um, anyway, we ended up making a deal with him where we bought his company so that we could control distribution because he had 10 clients, let's say, that he was distributing to. And we said, you know what, if we can basically take all the product that he's delivering to those 10 product to those 10 clients and sell it to ourselves, we're better off. At least we can control the quality, the quantity, the pricing, et cetera. Um, and that company was called Fresh Harvest Organics. We still own it to this day. We bought it, uh, gosh, probably like eight years ago. And it's been clearly a differentiator for us as we've grown to 13 locations now. If we did not have control over the produce and the vegetables and everything that we're buying organically, our food costs would have been way, way higher than it is. And we wouldn't be able to have the supply that we have for our, our guests and be able to provide them with the juices and, and everything that we do. So it's been a definitely game changer and differentiator for us. Fantastic. And so can you walk us through the menu, some highlights and what are people drinking? What's the most popular? That's great. So when we started and we came up with the name Raw Juice, um, we thought that we were definitely going to be predominantly selling cold pressed juices. We launched originally with like 24 different juices, 16 ounce juices. And when we started, we were selling at the time, I'm going to, I don't remember 100% accurate, but let's say 50% of our sales or 60% of our sales was cold pressed juice. And then maybe less than 10% of our sales were acai bowls and maybe 10 or 15% were smoothies. And then we did some like oatmeals and some desserts and some salads and stuff like that that made up the difference. Um, as the brand and the, and the guest has evolved, the bowl business, the, I, and I call it the bowl business, not necessarily the acai bowls. When we first started, it was just acai bowls, but we've expanded. What we saw happening pretty quickly was that, that our bowl business was going like this and our juice business was kind of flatlining. So I think the, con the consumer's demand was there for the bowls and the growth was there way more so for the bowls than it was for the juices. I think the juices, as amazing as they are, it's somewhat limited on who's going to drink a juice. Whereas my 18 year old child is going to come to raw juice and get a bowl, you know, four or five days a week. They might not come get juices four or five days a week. Yep. That's my 10 year old. But my my wife, 10 year old's getting bowls. Right. And my wife will go and get juice seven days a week, but she's never going to eat an acai bowl. So, but what we saw was the demand for the bowls was clearly outweighing the demand for the juices. So over the years, our menu has really shifted from 23, 24, 25 different juice, juices to maybe 14 juices. And our bowls have gone from five bowls to we had probably 15 bowls up until very recently. You know, And I know one of the things that I want to talk about is menu innovation. And we have just launched literally like a week ago. 20 new bowls we added, which is big for us because we had, like I said, maybe 15 bowls on our menu. So now we have 20 new bowls plus all the existing bowls. So we, we've kind of positioned ourselves as like the leader in the bowl space. And there's a lot more competition today in the bowl space than there was years ago. But we just introduced five new flavors of bases of bowls. So we, we're kind of the colors of the rainbow. So we're doing you know, a blue bowl, a, a green bowl, a mango, you know, orange mango bowl, et cetera. So it's really 
created some fun, cool things that people can come now and get, pick their base of one of five different bases, and then all these different toppings that we put on them, blueberries, strawberries, and again, everything's organic. So, Oh, that sounds so refreshing. Oh, my goodness. So what about, okay, so you have all these bowls in every color. And, you know, I've also seen some interesting ingredients pop up like pataya. I don't know if you have that on we your do. menu. That's, that's our purple bowl. We have pataya bowls. And pataya is um, dragon fruit. Is that correct, correct for everybody out there? Yes. And mango bowl sounds so interesting. I mean, it just sounds so satisfying and and wow, the, what my favorite a, is the blue bowl. We actually use like coconut, and then we take blue magic, and which turns the bowl blue, and it's just it's amazing. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I was thinking you were going to say blueberries, but um, it's actually blue magic, right? And that in itself has incredible health benefits. Right. Wow, so satisfying. I mean, we have we I have a bowl queen over here. My daughter is loving it, and you know we mix up bowls at home, and she has like her own coconut shaped bowls and wooden spoons and it's a moment it's a, it's an experience um but when when we can't make it at home you know we're coming to you we're going to try the rainbow Our actually we, we actually came out with really cool shirts for the launch of the new bowls it says we pack big bowls <laughs> i want one of those <laughs> so how do you stay ahead of like the latest health and wellness trends so again, one of the things we did early on, just because of my background, is we brought on a um, holistic chef, a chef that is incredible and, can, and the magic she can work with organic fruits and vegetables, the way she can make things taste is just incredible. So her job, she, she works for us pretty much full time. She's based in Orlando. She's incredible. Her job is to make sure that we're staying ahead of the trends and literally constantly every three months we meet and she comes up with all new creations, different types of whether it be bowls, desserts, juices, new ingredients, new products. Um, you know, we're really we work really hard on staying ahead of the trends and making sure that we're relevant and um that our product is better and different than all of our competitors. And you find that um, your team is passionate about um, all the products and, you know, their drink. So that's really important to us when we hire, you know, team members, they've got to be passionate. They have to live the lifestyle. They've got to be passionate. They've got to be athletic. They've got to be all the things that would be somebody, you know, aspirational. Someone walks in there, they should look at the person behind the counter and say, I want to look like them. You know, they're obviously eating and drinking this product. I want to be like them, right? So that's something that's really, really important to us. And also, I think it was one of the things that saved us, you know, during COVID when it got extremely hard to find people. And a lot of restaurants went out of business because they couldn't source the people to work. We had, we still had lines of people waiting to come work for us. You know, the, the younger generation, it's really important for them to work for a company that they stand behind. And, you know, that, that's why, you know, we've been very fortunate because our, our team members all stand behind what we do. And how do you incorporate sustainability and environmental consciousness into your business practices? Yes, we've always, it's always been something that's been important to us from the beginning. So, for instance, we use pulp bowls um, for our acai bowls. We use all of our um, silverware is, you know, we use it's not plastic anymore. When we first started, it was plastic because we couldn't we couldn't source. Um, but all of our silverware is made out of um, bamboo. 
right? So it's all, you know, recyclable. Everything we do is like, we will not put it in the store if it's not something that's good for the environment. Great. That's a, so innovative too, to source bamboo and, you yeah. know, and those materials. When we first started, that didn't even exist. I mean, like we were trying to source it from the beginning. We couldn't even find it. And then, you know, as the, as the markets evolved, now that stuff is readily available. A little more expensive, but for us, we believe it's worth it. So can you tell us, uh, like, speak about the importance of community involvement and how raw, ju- raw, raw juice gives back to the community? So, again, another way that we've built our business is through community involvement. You know, we, we've, we believe that our community, our neighbors are of the utmost importance. We want to be a steward of, of the community. So there's not a 5K or a any event that we would ever say no to. When people come and ask us, hey, would you – they'll typically say, hey, we donate money to our 5K. What we say is, we look, we don't do, – because we do so much, we don't donate money. But what we will do is donate product. Team members will be there. We're happy to sample juice, give juice out, help work the event. So it's definitely really important for us to be involved in our neighborhoods and our community um, and to support – all of the, the schools. We do a big program every year called Back to School. When school kicks off, um, we give away free. It used to be a free acai. When we started, it was a free acai bowl to every student in, God, at the time, it was probably like 30 or 40 schools. I think we gave away um, pre-COVID. We, I think we gave away about 15,000 acai bowls that year. Then COVID hit. We stopped doing it for two years, and now we're doing it again. Um, so it's, again, we're just try to get back to the community. We want to get high, you know, school age, high school, middle school kids experienced in eating healthy. So we'll give them something, you know, free product to get them in, make, you know, and try to educate them on why eating healthy is better for them. Yes. Oh, it's such a great message. And I'm so inspired. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Okay. So how can all of our listeners kind of Tune in, get connected, and know where to find you. So you can certainly follow us on all of our our social media, you know, um, Instagram, Raw Juice, our website's rawjuice.com. Just follow us, get involved. You can see uh, on social media where all of our locations are. We're very big with third-party delivery systems, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Delivery Dudes, all of those services we use. So if you're, if you're, um, stuck in your house and working like I know Colby does a lot. You can certainly order in the food and enjoy it and reach out and let us know what you think. 